Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Gray, and this episode is actually an outtake from my very first podcast that offered such powerful advice. I wanted to highlight it here right on its own. We discuss anxiety, life after rectal cancer, and life with an ostomy bag. I am so excited to share this guidance with you. Let's get started. We can dive into your anxiety. Yeah, maybe the anxiety, I guess, because okay. that's, that's my biggest challenge nut to crack I think okay or that I'm still looking at and still kind of affects me every day because it really affects my quality of life you know I babysit my granddaughter twice a week or actually two and a half days a week Mm -hmm. now and um it affects me when I drive it affects me going to visit friends Mm -hmm. because sometimes I might feel anxious and like should I drive should I not drive Mm -hmm. you know how do I feel I mean usually when I'm out and doing things I I feel normal you know but it's always these thoughts about it or the it's like PTSD the anticipation of what might happen Mm -hmm. that then sparks its own anxiety right so it's compounded you know my history a little bit I I have had cancer seven years ago stage one so it was caught very early. I had surgery and uh, no chemo, no radiation. So I was very lucky. But I think that started a very, or, or compounded something that was already existing in me, which was my fear of death. Um, I love life. I love living. I like being here. And the fact that I don't have an absolute belief in what is next, if mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, have a, I, have a, I have always had a fear of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, I think got really bad after my, uh, cancer. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, I also had a little bit of that survivor's guilt because it was stage one caught early, mm-hmm. very minimal treatment. You know, I had years of follow-up, no recurrence, lymph mm-hmm. nodes clear, but I, I felt like, how could I get, I'm starting to tear up just thinking about mm-hmm. how can I get off so easy? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I ended up with a colostomy. I didn't get off so easy as my chiropractor told me. He goes, what do you mean off easy? Your mm-hmm. life has changed. And I said, yeah, but it, I did some work. I did um, Reiki before surgery. I did mm-hmm. Reiki afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting that I didn't ask to be healed. I asked to be uh, given a sense of peace mm-hmm. and clarity about how to treat it. Because a lot in my world, a lot of people, I have friends that were just asking me to do natural things, right, to heal. Mm-hmm. And then other people who are the opposite and said, no, you got to do surgery. you got to do whatever the doctors say. Mm-hmm. So I was torn about which way to go. And to be honest with you, I didn't believe God could heal me. Mm-hmm. I, if there was a God, I didn't believe God would heal me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went the natural route to surgery. But to help support it, I did the Reiki and then the prayer and the meditation and everything else. And I think, I believe, that's why I had an amazing vision during one Reiki session mm. about angels flying around me. Mm. And I had rectal cancer. And I, in this vision with angels flying around me, <laughs> this is going to sound really bizarre, but a pearl dropped out of my backside mm-hmm. into a silver bowl. Into what? A silver a bowl? Silver, silver bowl, yes. Mm-hmm. And after that session, when I sat up, my whole body started shaking, mm. scared the crap out of me. Mm. I said, what is happening? And, and I, I had two people working on me at that time. And they said, it's just the energy running through you. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. It mm-hmm. will, you know, it will pass. And um, I mean, that was a huge, huge experience for me. You think mm-hmm. I would have had, ah, that's my, that's my proof that there's something more. No, it was, you know, okay, it happened, but whatever. <laughs> right. um, but 
that transition in my surgery from having, you know, an to being healthy and then having cancer and then an ostomy was like barely a speed bump. It was, mm. there was no anxiety over it. There was mm. no anger. There was no uh, resentment. There was no why me. Mm-hmm. I just went from one way of life to another way of life. It was like, mm-hmm. like I said, a minor speed bump from mm-hmm. day one to day mm-hmm. two. And I always do remember that. So that's the one thing, one of the things that experiences that kind of keeps me hooked mm-hmm. a little bit into, uh, maybe there is something more, right. you know? Right. Well, and I also think going back just to the five of clubs is, okay, is there a time where you come to realize, okay, I do have enough proof mm. or I do have enough information mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or, you know, for you as a five of clubs, I don't want to say, do you even need information? But I, I do think as a five of clubs, your innate positioning in life is that you do need more information, mm-hmm. but when you can get quiet and practice that muscle, because meditation is just a practiced mm-hmm. muscle and a practiced mindset, you can get quiet and 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 find your true knowing mm. right rather than placing the importance on the information outside of you you can then listen to your own innate wisdom mm-hmm. so that's that's you know my history with in terms of mm-hmm. death fear of death health my mm-hmm. body mm-hmm. Um, and because i caught it early because mm-hmm. i was aware and i watched i saw signs that didn't look right and instead of avoiding it especially because it was that part of my anatomy that people mm-hmm. don't like to talk about right um but i went to the doctor and i got it checked out and i pushed for more tests and you know found it so i i i feel like i was part of the reason why it was caught early mm-hmm. right so now i'm hypersensitive to everything that goes on in my body mm-hmm. is this something i need to look at do i need right. to hyper doctor yes mm-hmm. And so last, I had had experience with uh, anxiety, bad anxiety back in 2016. I tried all kinds of natural ways to deal with it. Meditation, working with hypnotherapists, working with Reiki people and taking supplements. And I really didn't find relief. So I got medication from my doctor, anxiety medication, or actually for depression, they use it for anxiety too. And with that, I kept doing the other supportive modalities Mm -hmm. and I added acupuncture for the first time and within about a year I was able to get off the medication and felt great normal Mm -hmm. yeah and I continued you know with Reiki occasionally and 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 different things therapy but last let's see yeah last year of course I was taking care of my mother with dementia living Mm -hmm. with her as her caregiver for a couple years really bad dementia she passed two years ago, and ever since she passed, I've had a feeling of, I always call it malaise. There's just something doesn't feel right about my body, and I didn't have it when I was taking care of her. It wasn't until afterwards. So I have worked with people, hypnotherapists, regular uh, psychotherapists, to deal with the guilt and you know all kinds of things about taking care of my mother. Did I do enough for her? Did I... Mm-hmm. Uh, feel feeling guilty that I didn't keep her in the home until she passed. She was in a nursing home the last two months before she passed. And so I had a lot of guilt with that. So I, I've been dealing with it. But the the worst thing came, I guess I started having headaches, really bad headaches last year. So that was 2021, right? Beginning of 2021. Uh-huh. And of course, I thought I had a brain tumor, right? 
So I go talk to my doctor. She says that the way you describe it, it's classic tension headache. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to a craniosacral therapist. I went to, I did Reiki. I did acupuncture. I did talk therapy. I did all kinds of things. If it's stress, then I need to deal with stress, right? Thought these things would deal with it. The headaches were not going away. Went back to my doctor. She finally... She made me feel kind of like a hypochondriac, to be honest with you. And said, well, I feel like what you want me to do is order a CT. Is that what you want? And I, I'm like, well, no, unless you can explain to me, if you can explain to me why these headaches continue when I've been doing all this work. If it's stress right. and I'm trying to deal with stress, how, how can they still be happening? Mm-hmm. So finally we went through tests. I don't have anything, of course, but I kept with the um, psychotherapy and, and different things. And I went to this one hypnotherapist in Berkeley and I had seen her before when I had anxiety before and she mm-hmm. helped me. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did a few sessions with her. And after one session where we got into a past life where that I had worked on before with mm-hmm. other people, mm-hmm. but the, the vision and the feeling was so powerful and, uh, Within two days after that session, my headaches stopped. Mm, so good. And they stopped. That was like August of last year until no December of last year. Mm-hmm. And that's when I found out a coworker who was also a longtime friend, was only 50, passed away. Mm. Sister found him dead in bed. So mm. my, I think, my fear of death and randomness and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. can't control the world got triggered again my headaches came back mm-hmm. and the beginning of this year I had headaches and then I had heart palpitations that started again went to see cardiologists mm-hmm. <sighs> and uh, they again you know basic stuff wasn't helping still was doing acupuncture and everything I, that's when I went to see someone who does NET mm-hmm. and I'd never done that before, and within a, about six, what four to six sessions, my anxiety was gone. It was relieved. Mm-hmm. Now I still mm-hmm. had headaches and everything, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to think back now. I don't have. I've been headache free now for a few months. Okay. And I'm trying right. to think back of what if there's anything particular. I don't. I I can't think offhand, but. Well, there's a lot that I yeah. would love to share. Okay. If, if this feels like a good, good place, stopping point. a good stopping is. point yeah. for you, I have some some good things to share. First, I'm so sorry that you've been going through so much. I know this is it's so hard. I do have at least some guidance that mm-hmm. I might be able to offer to you. So often, which I'm sure will be no surprise to you once again, um, often when we have migraines, it is associated with um, unresolved mother issues. Mm. So, um, I know that you've done some great work with, uh, on that relationship mm-hmm. with your mom. And it's interesting that those migraines would then show up upon her passing mm-hmm. and that they would continue, uh, just from a total function standpoint, you're, you're drinking enough mineral water. I know. I well, think that's in what the my past, cardiologist told me that. That's just total function. And I just keep seeing it. So I know I used to get migraines all the time. You were an empath. You were super sensitive to energy as an empath. You burn through more minerals than the average person. So it is so important Mm. that you replace those minerals. So drinking, I love flow water. I love black mountain water. 
Um, just making sure, and, and anytime I even feel a headache coming on now, I guzzle two bottles of mineral water and it usually goes away. Mm. You can also just take two fish oils, right? So fish oils reduces inflammation. So rather than taking Advil or Tylenol, mm. you can, and again, I'm not getting, giving medical advice, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's what I do. It's what my uh, nutritionist has told me to do and it totally works. So, um, you know, instead of two Advil, you take two fish oil mm. and good, good quality fish oil, mm. of course, but, um, and it reduces the inflammation and then your headaches go away. So that's just that is functional. Mm-hmm. That is not the extra layer, which I also think exists. So would you like for me to read in this um, psychological sure. meaning book Okay. what it says? So again, I love this book, but um, it is not always the most nicely written. It is not It is not written necessarily in, with kindness in <laughs> mind. Hard. It can be harsh. <laughs> it can be a little harsh. Let me, let me open it to that page. Headaches. Uh, Stop the world. They are blocking the flow of life and their process is a distraction of escape operation. They are trying not to experience what is happening at this time. Mm -hmm. It is the reflective or it is reflective of a deep distrust of the universe, generally by untrustworthy mothering. (laughs) Should I keep going? (laughs) I think that kind of nailed that. Does it? it? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, because I do kind of want to talk about the distrust of the universe because yeah. I, I think that is the, um, honestly, I feel like that, that kind of wraps up there. Um, sometimes you can get a little wordy unnecessarily, yeah. um, because it's saying a distrust in the universe, typically from untrustworthy mothering. And this is the, you can have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> and, you know, knowing that you can be healthy and enjoy life and you are worthy because you are a divine being, not because you've done anything, not because of anything that you've done. You are the divine living in a human body. And that's why you get to, to enjoy it all and bask in it all. You don't have to prove anything. We, we do have missions here on earth. And, and that could be that you get to enjoy your greatest blessing, your granddaughter. So from a anxiety standpoint, um, so the fact that you have had um, rectal cancer. Mm-hmm. So that is a root chakra issue. So, mm-hmm. um, it might be easier to point this way yeah. or we can have, you can see that there. So our root chakra includes our rectum and our perineum. It includes all of this. This is where we hold on to our feelings of safety, security, nourishment, trusting and knowing that the universe is providing for us, trusting and knowing all is well and, and will continue to be well. So cart before the horse or, you know, chicken or the egg, um, either one, one may have lent itself to rectal cancer or, or the rectal cancer, you know, that energy was imbalanced there in that space mm-hmm. from an ener- from an anxiety standpoint. My system is that it works in partnership with another chakra. So the root chakra is partnered then with a heart chakra. So if you want to think of it like a seesaw. So these two energy centers want equilibrium. They want the seesaw, two kids on either side, just both feet on the ground. They want it to be equilibrium balance. When one energy center is pulling and drawing more of the energy, then the other one becomes excessive. So in this case, 
our root chakra became deficient, thus leading to an imbalance there that can have physical manifestations, but also this malaise, this feeling like there is you know, nothing to trust in the world that the universe isn't going to provide for us, though that is a deficient root chakra. What then shows up physically is an excessive heart chakra. So in that manner, you have heart palpitation. You have, you know, emotionally that can show up as envy or jealousy that can show up as, uh, you know, kind of feeling kind of frustrated with the world a little bit. But when we then, and a lot of energy practitioners would then say, okay, well, you're having heart palpitations. We need to give energy and healing to the heart. But I actually believe the opposite. So I actually believe in healing the counter chakra, mm. which would then heal the the root chakra here. So as mm. we give strength to the root chakra, then that seesaw mm. then becomes balanced once again. So as we strengthen the counterpart chakra, then we we then ultimately find balance within the whole system. So as we focus here on that root chakra, we then have our heart find its balance. So so as far as I'm concerned, you're listing all of these symptoms, but to me they're all one symptom, right? It is all it's all connected to each other. And as you provide that healing, then, then the heart palpitations go away. Um, and, or are you going to say, I guess I have to, I want to ask this because it's, it's just right there and I don't want to forget. Yeah. Could this, when I feel the anxiety, it's always in the front of my head and in the center of my chest. Okay. It's always here. Whether mm-hmm. I'm having the palpitations or not, that's where mm-hmm. I feel it. It feels empty right in the in the middle of my, you know, diaphragm area, and then and mm-hmm. kind of congested in my head. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, the headaches starting again, or the palpitations when I look back at when they started, it's mm-hmm. always you know finding out someone passed died mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. and that makes sense. Does that then? Uh, challenge my feeling of safety at the root chakra every time that happens and I feel unsafe I feel another once the tears mm-hmm. are coming mm-hmm. like, oh. and so every time that happens I feel unsafe I don't feel grounded I don't feel protected mm-hmm. it could happen to me it happened to them and it could happen to me and so that as your seesaw that gets depleted that mm-hmm. And then the, that's where the heart thing starts, starts again, whether it's anxiety in the heart, palpitations, or the two together, one or the other, or the both. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. So our playbook, your anxiety playbook for this is any one of my YouTube meditations, because as you know, on there, I always, always, always begin mm-hmm. and end with grounding. So right. it is, um, you know, and that's for a lot of reasons. It brings presence to the meditation, but it also keeps us safe from picking mm-hmm. up negative energy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't really talk about that so much in my meditations, but it also prevents us from taking on anything that might be less than beneficial to our energetic system. Uh, so I will always begin and end every single meditation with that. And mm-hmm. there are some more specific. Um, I actually have uh, an anxiety playlist on my YouTube channel that you can go through and do just the anxiety ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's some great anxiety trigger 
there. And I don't know if there was a sense of smell. So I know this. So one additional piece in my book that I talk about is anxiety triggers and our sense of our senses are connected to each trigger. So this one might be a little bit harder for you to discern, but maybe just close your eyes and think back to each of those scenarios and each of those times, if you can, and just notice. And the answer may be no here, and that's okay, mm-hmm. because I do think you've tapped into that feeling of feeling scared and unsafe mm-hmm. and that in and of itself. But I'm just curious, yeah. from an additional trigger, is there any smell that would have been consistent there or any scent? And, th- and this one is harder to notice yeah. because it's not necessarily one that we would pay attention to, but there are certainly, you know, people can smell something, a skunk, people get nervous and anxious around a skunk, right? Or, but there are other smells that can be really alarming to people. Is there any smell that may have been consistent there with each of those, just in, just in diving in and trying to figure it out? Was there anything that might have been a similar scent? Because that too would also trigger the root chakra response. I don't recall any smells in those in certain situations, but I do know that when I have the hospital smell or the doctor smell, mm-hmm. that can trigger a, a little bit of situational mm-hmm. anxiety, right, at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, because it reminds me of the hospital. I've had not only my original surgery, but I've had two hernia surgeries since mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. So... And of course, never, never a problem before that original surgery, my cancer, Mm -hmm. never in the hospital, no surgeries, no medications. And I mean, that's the other thing. That's a whole nother show, I suppose, (laughs) about my, about aging gracefully. I'm not aging gracefully. I don't like getting older. You look amazing. And (laughs) I would say that you're doing lots of wonderful work, but, um, but yes, for another time. Um, Well, so I think what is so important about anxiety to know about anxiety is to understand your triggers and to understand mm-hmm. how to stay a step ahead of it. And so I think in this regard, before you were to go to any appointment or before you were to go and know that you may have this smell mm-hmm. trigger mm-hmm. is to do a little bit of extra work, you know, do a little bit of extra work before you leave the house, making sure you're extra grounded. Um, and you can spend 10 minutes. You can also do it in one second, right? Mm-hmm. Bringing your attention down to your pelvic floor, just feeling earth energy heals and strengthens that pelvic floor. Um, as a woman, we can also focus all the way up to underneath our cervix. Mm-hmm. So it's it's your choice mm-hmm. which, um, which focal point you would like to use. Um, I've kind of played around with both. Sometimes I like, because yeah, we do have a higher center of gravity, so sometimes I like to focus underneath the cervix, but I also really like the the inner side of the pelvic floor too. But so you can, you can play around with that focal point. Sometimes I just fill that whole section in with earth energy, but earth nourishes and heals and strengthens that space, that mm-hmm. energy center that will then provide that equilibrium to that partnership, to that energetic partnership. The headaches, I think one, first and foremost, probably have to do with mother, which also then ties back to the zero to set, age zero to seven, which is also when our root chakra is, is developed. So each of those ultimately 
are all connected into into one place. So if there's any particular story that shows up in your mind from zero to seven about your mom, then you can kind of dive into that. I'm tearing up yet again. (laughs) (laughs) Because, again, I don't always think of these stories. And that's the one thing about anxiety, too. People always say, well, what were you thinking about when you start when you got anxious? And most of the time, it's nothing. Right. Right. There's not like, oh, I'm driving. I might get hit. Oh, I'm getting anxious. Or I'm at the doctor's. I'm worried about what he might find. I'm getting anxious. Those are Mm -hmm. obvious. But sometimes I'll just be sitting, reading, looking, watching TV. And all of a sudden I start Mm -hmm. feeling funny. And then I start losing. Mm -hmm. And it's a sensation in my body that Mm -hmm. triggers my fear. Right. Mm -hmm. It's this whether it's some kind Mm -hmm. of bodily sensation. Mm -hmm. But what you were saying there, um, when I was... Baby's still having a bottle, I know. My mother hurt her back and couldn't take care of me. Mm. And my brother, my half-brother, who was newly brought over from Germany, um, mm. I forgot how old he was, 7, 10, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. had to do a lot of t- taking care of me. And from past work I've done, apparently he didn't do the best job of taking care. Mm. So I'm thinking, not only did I not get the care from my mother that I needed, mm-hmm. the care I did get was... Not and I feel like at a young age, uncared I for, uncared for. But I had to, I had to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. That's where, that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what resonates for some reason. Mm-hmm. I had to depend on myself, mm-hmm. and so that's what's carrying through all this. Like what's going to keep me from being sick, from dying prematurely? All this stuff. It's me, my what I know, what I do, what mm-hmm. I'm aware of, my body. All this stuff. It's all dependent on me me mm-hmm. me me mm-hmm. and right. I don't like people depending on me and that's maybe why mm-hmm. I have to depend on myself so much I don't want to have anyone else mm-hmm. oh my gosh mm-hmm. I didn't anticipate all these tears Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> that's good wow. transformation that's good I love it's it good knowing historically good knowing. I know tears are good things right <laughs> that means you're getting to something good yeah yeah well and I want you to have a a a playbook for this yeah. part, right? The, my, my purpose with each podcast is for you to have this playbook that I know there are other people struggling with the exact same things you're struggling with too. So my hope is that this is not just your playbook. This is also mm-hmm. a playbook for whoever's getting to listen to this and, you know, having that resonate with them. So I think what is so important is with anxiety to, you know, because we know when it, it can begin to trigger and we know what that feels like. And so staying ahead of it, one, staying ahead of it so much that we have a lot less, a a lot fewer episodes. Mm -hmm. But even when we can begin to start to feel, you know, the heart start to palpitate a little bit faster, you're like, "Uh Mm uh-oh, I I know it's coming on, Mm -hmm. right? That then you quiet and focus. And and for me, I have personally found, I'm, I'm writing an entire book. I've written my anxiety book. But I'm, I'm literally writing an entire book on just these triggers and what I have come to figure out about each individual trigger. I think when we can understand the and simplify it down to the sense. So our root chakra is our sense of smell. And so recognizing and knowing, okay, that sense of smell is, it may very well. And, and that one's a tough one because that's not something that, you know, oh, I, you know, Elevators make me anxious mm-hmm. and, you know, skyscrapers make me anxious. But no, could that just be a visual cue? Mm-hmm. If you close your eyes, are you in an elevator anymore? Are you on top of a skyscraper anymore? You're not. 
you're in this this body having this experience. And so then there are ways that you can then isolate that trigger and bring profound healing to your body. And so for the sense of smell, right, prior to going to the doctor, can you, um, you know, put some sandalwood underneath your nose to maybe have a different experience? You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's helpful now that we all have to wear masks. So then you don't even have to put it on your nose. You can just stick it in your mask or whatever, whatever feels healing and soothing to you, um, you know, that is also healing to your root chakra. So earth oils are really great. Earth-based oils, so sandalwood, um, patchouli, um, anything that is, um, and I can look at my list later, mm-hmm. I can put it in the notes, but something that is, that resonates with you and certainly muscle test, right? Mm-hmm. Muscle test to see if it's right for you and mm-hmm. your root chakra. But staying ahead of that, before you go into the doctors, you know, grounding your energy, knowing that you need to strengthen that root chakra so that you don't end up having this heart, this heart issue. Mm-hmm. And as you strengthen that root chakra, my bet is the mother, the headaches will resolve too, because also the other connection point that I want to make and draw for you is what is the earth made of? And what did we just discuss like 15 minutes ago? So the earth is dirt and waters and what? Mother earth? (laughs) Uh, Minerals. Oh, minerals. Yes, yes, yes. Right. So the earth is made up of minerals. And so in ensuring that you have enough minerals that is strengthening the root chakra. The, the root chakra mm-hmm. is fortified and healed by Mother Earth, which is made up of the dirt and water and minerals. And so this all helps to strengthen and fortify your root chakra that will then ultimately subside uh, the anxiety attacks. Mm. That, feels, that feels good. That feels right. Because mm-hmm. the, the cardiologist told me, I'm de- probably dehydrated, not enough water, mm-hmm. and not enough minerals. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what he told mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and but to under to take it a step further, though, I one thousand percent agree. And to take it a step further, understanding the energetic body yes. and the physical body together, yeah, why that then will also help your little girl inside mm-hmm. of you that needs to heal the the mothering nourishment that wasn't received right but you're yeah. you're nourishing and oh i just got chills uh, right it is mother earth who is the greatest mother that is also providing those nutrients that is nourishing you so you aren't you can feel like you aren't doing it alone mother yes. earth yes. the greatest mother is providing that nourishment that is also then healing that root chakra absolutely i think that's the future of medicine frankly is <laughs> is Yes, what the doctor says, minerals and water, but also what energetically we know mm-hmm. is right for our body and, mm-hmm. and spiritually and psych, you know, psychologically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are 99.999% energy. Yeah. So we have to heal on, a, on an emotional level. And when our emotions are healed, then our energy is healed, then our physical body is healed. Yeah. Yeah, I was told by the person I was doing NET with, that neuroemotional technique... That it's it's simplified it for me so well. It just emotions are chemicals in your body. Emotions mm-hmm. create chemicals, and the chemicals affect your cells. And so mm-hmm. it was such a simplistic uh, explanation of how emotions, trauma, all your psychology, everything mm-hmm. can affect your body on a very physical, scientific mm-hmm. level. It's science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. It's so good. Do you have any more thoughts around anxiety or does that feel like a really good playbook? No, that really, that is very helpful. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I can see where at times, I think from taking your classes before when I've done the grounding and I do like your meditations and I visualize the cords going in or the roots going into the center of the earth and thank you, Mother Earth, and then and pulling back up, you know, clean energy. And, and also mm-hmm. I was told by somebody about being empathic and taking on other people's energy that's not mine and giving it back to Mother Earth and letting her transform, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. transform and not me. It's not my job, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that that has been helpful. And I, I forget about doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you said before, it's kind of like a like a muscle you exercise. It's mm-hmm. something you just have to keep doing until it becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has been helpful in the past. Mm-hmm. Wow. So good. So good. <laughs> so good. OK, we have your family playbook. We've got your anxiety playbook. I mean, we could talk about love languages, but I think it's going to kind of we certainly can if you'd like, but I think it's going to kind of come pale in comparison to what we were just discussing. <laughs> How are you feeling? Does this feel whole and complete or should we? Let me just sit with that a minute. Okay. I, I have had questions and I don't know if this is appropriate here or you can answer or, or what, but I do feel like something happens to me. My mor- The mornings are the worst for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some, I feel like I should get a good rest and you feel, you want, you expect to wake up rested and comfortable it should be the kind of the best time for me it's almost the worst time Mm, mm -hmm. and um I feel like I don't remember dreams I feel like something is going on at night and I don't know whether it's I'm taking something on I'm working something through I'm doing something why are the mornings any any thought about and what you know about what the mornings, I, I mean, from a scientific standpoint, I think I heard cortisol levels are higher in the morning and that um, can contribute. And what time is morning for you? What is, what is that well, considered to be for you? Well, between 6 and 7, 6 to seven thirty is usually when I wake up, somewhere in the okay. time. So are you familiar with the TCM healing clock that our body heals? Well, I know, yeah. Sometimes when I was waking up at three, mm-hmm. like religiously, almost mm-hmm. at three, I would wake up. Why? Mm-hmm. And that it was tied into some kind of... Yeah, so between one and three is our liver. So okay. if we're mad, <laughs> if we're angry, uh, it can be... And at three, that is the transition between liver and lung. Mm-hmm. So, and lung is where we hold our grief. So if you've been waking up for over the last two years, mm-hmm. at that time, I'm sure it had everything to do with yep. just the healing of the grief of your mom, mm-hmm. which is totally normal. Mm-hmm. That is... A totally normal I was thing. waking up around probably 345, 4, 440, yeah. and yeah, for a long time. But yeah. I haven't been doing that recently. Yeah. Well, your grief is healing. Yeah. And so as we as we heal that grief, then we stop waking up in the mm. middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So, but our bodies tell us literally everything we need to know. So mm. between five and seven is our large intestines. Mm. And this is how we do relationship. <laughs> it's how we are in relationship with people. It is Um, So it could be um, from a emotional, energetic standpoint, Mm -hmm. uh, the large intestine is, yeah, how we are, how we are in relationship with people. So um, are you holding on to things? Are you releasing things? Mm -hmm. Are you uh, allowing relationships to flow the way that they should be flowing? Or are you holding, holding on too tight? Which is also why typically they recommend between five and seven to have your bowel movement of the morning, right? So 
I know, I know it's different, but, <laughs> um, but I mean, I think there's something, there's something quite there for that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, can you, oh, I just got chills again. Can you, when you wake up, um, I know you have a different, a different system for your body, mm-hmm. but can you, you know, I mean, think about that when, when someone has a bowel movement, they're bearing down and releasing what does not serve them mm-hmm. both physically and emotionally. So it may benefit you when you wake up to still go through that mental process. Mm-hmm. That is so right on. Yeah, <laughs> but to go through that mental process of clearing, um, you can choose to bear down mm-hmm. as well and mm-hmm. decide if that feels right to you or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you wake up during that window to take a moment to clear and cleanse that energy, those thoughts, that which does not serve you, but to actually um, make, to set that intention and to do that actively, energetically and emotionally so that your body is actually cleansing and releasing through that process too. Mm. Because it's kind of innately been just, you know, clearing the, the toxins, it clears the toxins, but there isn't actually that pushing, that Mm -hmm. bearing down, that release that's consciously that is a conscious, conscious effort to conscious effort yeah. to release and remove. Mm-hmm. I I think that will be incredibly beneficial to you. Hmm. It does it does sound that's like fascinating. That. Yeah, and maybe because of my surgery, and I have I haven't been able to do that the way I used to do it. Right, right, right. And, so and I don't again. Really- I, I do not offer medical advice here. (laughs) So I don't know what's comfortable or not comfortable for or what what you are able to do. Yeah. Um, But you understand what what the message that I'm delivering is is releasing that in whatever way feels the most. um, Well, I think it's making the conscious effort that that knowing because the way it happens now, I'm not aware. Right. There's no feeling. There's no sensation. There's no nothing. So you get almost get no pleasure. Right. Right. (laughs) So it's called release or completion. Yeah. So it is like the acupuncturist will say, okay, you know, when you use the, you know, when you urinate, does it feel complete? Like, cause you do, you have this feeling of satisfaction and complete, your body has this energetic feeling of satisfaction and completion when you're done urinating, when you're, you're finished with the bowel movement. So to your point, like it doesn't have that, but my, I wonder Mm -hmm. if you do, and, and I would advise between five and seven, cause that is the large intestine Mm -hmm. window to release then during that time period Mm -hmm. and see how that begins to shift mm-hmm. and bring completion to a lot of things, to feel mm-hmm. complete about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Thank so you good. so much. So good. So good. Does that feel whole yes. and complete? Yes. Awesome. So good. Well, I cannot thank you enough for all your vulnerability, for being courageous, for journeying with me. I hope this is an amazing playbook. I can't wait to have you back and hear. Thank you for your guidance. How life has changed. (laughs) That's amazing. You know, to just have somebody that, unlike the medical doctors frequently, that they have something that can help, right? So many times the medical doctors, well, if it doesn't show up on a test, if it doesn't show up on a blood test or an x-ray or whatever, Oh, they don't know. They don't know what to do, mm-hmm. you know. And this is exactly where that, um, where this type of work and this type of, of um, I call it prescription, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. fills that gap, that missing, that missing piece. It really does. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Mm-hmm. So my book title, 
uh, the working book title right now mm-hmm. is, so it's The Anxiety Connection, but my tagline is uh, The Energetic Formula That Heals Anxiety When Western Medicine Has Failed You. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. That is it. So good. Well, it will be out soon. I can't wait. I can't either. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. And I look thank forward you. to having you back to hear how your playbook um, is working for you. Great. I look forward to it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. This was such a powerful conversation and I hope you found it helpful. And thank you for forwarding on to anyone that this could be helpful for as well. If you'd like to continue the healing, join my newsletter at lovehealthrive.com and I will see you next week. Love yourself enough to heal. Heal yourself enough to thrive. Take care.